Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Hallelujah. Well, and I want to speak about the seven Ds. Destiny Watch. I want to talk about Destiny Watch. Because your destiny is begging. You have a bright destiny by that. <laughs> How many of you know there are people who have had bright destinies, but they never materialized? You can have a great destiny, but depending on which buttons you press. Like the keyboard, they are black and white, black and white, black and white. But the fact that you go and be pressing black and white doesn't mean you make melody. Is the combination, how you skillfully combine it. You know, there are, there are some musicians that are very good, like them keyboardists, they are good. Others two are okay. But you are wondering, and others two are quite bad. But you are wondering, but what's the difference? They are all playing. Sometimes when you see another musician watch, he said, this guy is so good. And I'm wondering, but what is good? Because this one's also playing okay, but they know. It's the, the way they combine the black and whites. They combine it in a very skillful way. So the fact that you have access to black and white doesn't mean you can make music. The combination code is more important. How you, combine, how you combine them. And so Destiny Watch, to, to make sure your destiny doesn't go off, doesn't go wayward, or you don't miss out on your destiny. Because you can have a destiny but end up missing out, especially people who don't mind prison. Well, prison shatters destiny. Prison. It exposes you to, to some criminals. And it can rob you of a certain level of innocence. Because some guys are crooks. You go and meet them, and they will not keep quiet. They will share some things for you. Yeah, they will share some things with you. And if you are not strong and you are not being prepared before, and you didn't go there for right reasons, you come out worse. Or worse because you don't care. You feel like, well, let me do whatever. And you go and learn bad skills in prison. So prison has a way of shattering destinies. So guys, tell those your friends that who say, I don't, have you been in? Nowadays, I think it's gone down a bit, yeah. It's, because it used to be, uh, yeah, it used, to, it used to be very cool. I've been in, I've been in, I've been in. Yeah, it used to be cool. We started preaching against it very loudly. So, you have to protect your destiny. And watch out for your destiny. Number one thing to do is, I'm, to, I'm talking about, I want to talk about eight Ds, but let me give you seven Ds for now. Seven Ds and a C. <laughs> All right, seven. Number one is your doctrine. Let's all say doctrine. Doctrine. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. Uh, let's go to verse 16, rather. It's 15 and 16, but yeah. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. Take care to yourself, yourself, and not to the 
Wow. Take it to what? All right. Having understood what it said here, let's try and use the New Living Translation and see how it might put it. Let's go. For the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you, those who are with you, those who are on your side, those who follow you, it says that keep a close watch. So this is destiny watch. Keep a close watch on your life and your teaching. That doctrine means teaching. And your teaching. He said, if you do that, if you mind your doctrine, you escape some stuff. When you see a church that has started doing business, when they finish church, it's always about business. Okay, let's connect this. Let's business, business, business. It's doctrine. It's their doctrine that's making them behave like that. It's their doctrine. Some people believe that God, in Christians, we must be very rich to prove something to the world. That's a devil's doctrine. It's not wealth that proves any point to the world. Let your light so shine. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify God. It is the Christ in us that convicts the world. That's what we, our selling point, our core competence, our u- uniqueness mm. is the Christ in us. Mm. Colossians 1, 7 to 27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The church of Titeria was full of rich people. But it was, it has as its leader, a woman called Jezebel. Yeah. And you know, when you, have, when you have a bit of comfort in life, you, you then begin to feel you need other things. Some of you, you remember you used to have only one wig. And that one was even difficult to buy. And you began to get some loan. You have three now. You feel the three... It's not enough. It's as soon as you hit a certain number when go beyond a certain you always feel it's not enough. You need another one. You need one with browns and then red and greens and blue and different colors. Short, yeah, short, fringe, and curly, straight. Yeah, yeah. So you begin, the list begins to go on and on and on and on. So what the next thing you need is a, a type of preaching that feeds your, your flesh. A preaching that says that God is about to raise us to show to the world that we are more pretty than them. God is about to show us, why are we competing with the world? And they, 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 they give a reason, caveat it by saying, so then they will see that we are better. No, 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 no. Our point of reference, that makes a point, so a point of difference is not physical, it's not material. That lady with her testimony, the last person with the testimony, she said that she came in 
And she saw that what she's looking for, the people have it. And it wasn't our dressing. Was it our hairstyle? Was it our makeup? Was it our beauty? But what? Our joy in the Lord. There are people sitting here, and you can tell there's some joy people have here. You don't have it. You have more money than them. You have more education than them. You have, more ac- you have access to all kinds of places. You've tasted life. You, have, you are well exposed. But you still, you, you, you want what they got. Yeah. That, that is what makes us us. It is something, he said, joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. <laughs> First Peter chapter 1 verse 8. said, whom having, you have, you have not seen, yet ye love, or you believe. It said, you have, it said, whom having not seen, Ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoicing with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Sit down. Go, let them finish having hot sex. And come here, and we haven't had it. We don't have boyfriends. We don't have girlfriends. We are not doing all the. But they look at us. We have more joy and peace than them. Yeah, you know, if you are here, you know I'm talking to you. And some of you, you used to be in that category. You are searching for happiness everywhere. Searching, you need something. You can tell something was missing inside. You are not happy. She said, I used to be, uh, is it depressive or anxiety? She said, something, I'm not myself. Something is missing. Until you come and see, these guys are very, I like the way she said. She said she came in and she was watching. But I want what they have. With time, as she kept coming, she also also got infected. And you know this infection I'm talking about? Freedom, infection, freedom infection. She can tell I'm free. Is what makes us different. But what they go through, we go through it too. Some of them fail the exam, and some of us too fail our exams. Yeah. Some of them don't have money. Some of us don't have money. Some of them are not don't have peace at home. Some of us don't have peace at home. Some of them don't have a house. Some of us don't have a house. It's the same human beings that are out there who are here. But now our allegiance, we swear and pledge our allegiance to the king of kings. And from that day, something changes in our lives. You still have not got a lot lot of money, but there's one thing you know you have. You've got joy. (laughs) Hallelujah! You can stay in the storm and still be smiling. Joy unspeakable. He said, inex- I think one of the NIV says, joy inexpressible. I don't know how I can express it for you to see. Jo- joy inexpressible and, 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 and glorious joy. It's glor- when somebody looks at it, he knows this is not cosmetic. They know. They feel, they, they may not say it, but they have you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They may not say it. Some of them see us, then they don't know. Why, what is this? In fact, a, a, a pastor came to courage. He said, that courage, it looks like you guys are on something. They've injected you. So. <laughs> We got joy. We got joy. There is a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness happens based on happenings. 
Joy is a function of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, if you are not born again, you can't have joy. It's the, it's the, it's the thing of the Spirit. Joy is in your spirit. So whom have you not seen? You rejoice with joy. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Can you imagine he's in prison and says that I rejoice for my suffering for you. Can you imagine? I mean, joy is a function of rejoicing is to be joyful. In first, uh, sorry, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, verse 23 or 24. 23, it talks about how I rejoice in my suffering. Indeed, you continue to uh, faith, ground and stuff. Uh, Colossians, okay. Uh, now, I, verse 24, right? now I rejoice in my suffering. Can you imagine? How can you rejoice in suffering? Paul, Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Paul and Silas was kept in prison. But at midnight, they, they praised and sang praise in prison. They were whipped. They were beaten with stripes to the extent that when the morning came and the jailer got saved, the Bible said he treated their wounds. They, 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 they afflicted them. Yeah. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and he washed their stripes. Some one translation said he treated their wounds. They washed their wounds. They whipped them. Where did they get the wounds from? For casting a devil from a girl. Yeah. Wow. A young girl who this devil of fornication has taken over. She comes to carry me, cast the oh, Kaba Shadahaya. <laughs> yeah. Devil likes young people. Because if you can destroy their lives early, if you can catch them early, you've cut off the destiny. The way, same way, God also likes young people, boy. So the, the battle for your destiny is more in your youth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The battle for your destiny is more in your youth. If you can get things right in your youth, you, you will get your life right. Yeah. If you can get things right, you've gotten your life right. So they whipped them and they threw them in prison and they gave the prison, uh, the prison warden strong instructions that make sure they don't escape. Keep them in the inner. Whip them. The magistrate from verse 20, 20, 21. They whipped them. But you know what got my attention? Let me just digress and talk about it and leave there. They whipped them. Oh, they whipped them. And do you know the charge they gave to them? They laid many stripes on them. They, they commanded the jailer to keep them securely. But before they whipped them, the verse 90 somewhere there, when they arrested them, then they caught them, they took them to the magistrate and they said, these guys being Jews, very important. Very important, yeah. Verse 20. And brought them to the magistrate and said, these men, what? I can't hear you. What did they do? Exceedingly trouble our city. Very interesting. These guys being Jews. So look at the next verse. They said, and they teach customs. Preaching is always about teaching and stuff like. Watch this. They teach customs which are not lawful to us. What? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What was Paul and Silas? And what were the people? 
Roman. So they took them to Roman authorities and said, we be Romans. These Jews are teaching, they are foreigners. These immigrants are teaching things that are not compatible with our culture. So what happened? They beat them. So what was the charge against them? What was the charge? Their Jews were teaching things that are not good for Roman custom. Jews. So they beat them as what? Jews. Paul is a very interesting guy. And when they finished beating them, what did they do? They put them in prison. Some of you don't know what this means. When they had laid many stripes. Do you know what stripes means? They whip them. They whip many, not one. Many. Ow, ow, ow. You hear Paul preacher, a whole preacher. Ay, ow, ow. And some of those Roman soldiers, some of them, their teeth was ugly. Then, ow, ow. Beat them. Many stripes. They threw them in prison. But when God delivered them, uh, when they pray at midnight, this is, this is at midnight, verse 25, at midnight, at midnight, they didn't complain, oh, you full of complaining. Look at my exam, look at my mother, look at my father. You don't even like your mother. Complaining about your mother, complaining about your legs, complaining about your house, complaining about everything you complain about. Complain about everything, that's why things are not changing. Complainers, God stays away from people who complain. He gets closer to those who praise him. So at, at midnight, instead of complaining, what did they do? Salah prayed and sang praises unto God. That's interesting. That's so, and they are beating them unfairly. But what is interesting was that when they came out, the jailer in, I think, verse 34 or 33, the, the jailer said, the magistrate has sent that we should let you go. No, no, this, this whole thing was, why did they, they cast a devil out of a girl? When, when their bosses realized that their source of income had gone, they rallied and caught them and took them to the magistrate and said, these guys being Jews have brought customs against us Romans. They whipped them, put them in prison. The next morning, instruction came from magistrate, let the guys go. So why did you do that? You think about it. But Paul didn't stop going to prison. He should have avoided going to prison. Do you know why? Look at verse 30. And then, so they said, let the magistrate sent officers saying, let the men go. Do you know what Paul said? Paul said, I'm not going anywhere. Look at what he said. Paul said, they are beating us openly, condemned, condemned, uh, uncondemned what? Uncondemned what? But they were beating them because they beat them as Jews. You don't beat a Roman citizen if he's not been found guilty. That's big crime. So Paul and throw them in prison. Paul could have, hey, we are Romans. You can't touch me. He knew the law. That's why now he was using the law. But he was okay to go to prison because he was a man on a mission. The jailer, the jailer, the jailer's salvation. The jailer's salvation. Oh, you don't get it. The jailer's salvation. The jailer's salvation came into being at the expense of their comfort stripes. So he said, the beaters, they are not telling us to go privately. Let them come openly and come and tell us to go ourselves. Yeah. You see that? 
put us out secretly indeed. Let them come themselves and get us out. Look at the next verse. This is very interesting. And the officers told these words to the magistrate, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. They said, what have we done? They could have, Paul could have stopped it. Yeah. All you have to do, pull the tram card, I'm Roman. Ah! You're Roman. Hey, guys, 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 we can't touch them. Because at the point in time, he did that. And the jailer, the, the uh, soldier said, with great price have I gotten my Roman citizenship. Paul said, me, I didn't buy it. I was born a Roman. You bought your own. You work, 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 work. You brought in some pounds into UK and they gave you citizen. Me, I was born citizen. Yeah. It's interesting. You contributed to taxes. Yeah. Acts 22, 28. And the commander answered, with the last sum, I've obtained my citizen. And Paul said, but I was born a citizen. And we was afraid he didn't touch him anymore. This 22. And then the, when you, you go on to uh, what, what, what we read earlier on, verse 6, chapter 16. They threw them in prison. Beat them. But they were going to preach in uh, verse 7. They were going to preach in Asia. The Holy Ghost said, don't go. I'm doing Bible studies now. I've gone off. But, but, uh, they were going to preach in uh, Asia. The Holy, and, they, and, and after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bethania. But the Spirit, go to verse 6. Let's start from verse 6. And, and, now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the regions of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. So Asia was closed. Then verse 7, they tried to go to Mysia uh, and uh, into Bethania, but the Spirit did not permit them. Then at night, verse, verse, the next verse. So they passed by Misha, they came to Troas. Uh, to, uh, to the next verse, quickly. And in the vision, Paul saw a man of Macedonia. Watch, this is very interesting. Paul saw a man in Ma- a Macedonian. It's that a man of Macedonian stood and pleaded, please, saying, please come to Macedonia and help us. Come to, please come. come. This is a vision. Macedonia is a personality. Macedonia came. Cities are personalities. Jesus looked at Jerusalem and said, oh, Jerusalem. He said, how you kill your prophet. He addressed, spoke to Jerusalem, not the people, Jerusalem. So Macedonia appeared. A man of Macedonia appeared to Paul in a vision. Not in a dream, in a vision. And he said, beg him, please, please come to Macedonia. When they woke up, they concluded that the Holy Spirit wanted them to go to Macedonia. So they made their, they made their journey to Macedonia. When they got to Macedonia, Philippi is one of the provinces, chief province, according to the scripture. It's like one of the, so it's like going to London, sorry, going to England, and London, Birmingham. These are chief cities. So they came to Birmingham, or they came to London in England. Because something was begging them, please come to England, come to England. So when they went there, they went to uh, Philippi. But what happened was, they found a place and they stayed there a few days. Something said, come to Macedonia. They had a vision, so they went. They were supposed to preach Asia. They wanted, Holy Ghost said no. Bethania, Holy Ghost said no. Passing through two hours, they saw a vision. Come to Macedonia. They got there. You think as soon as they got there, they would start megaphone preaching. No. They waited, stayed there a few days. And then they went to this Riverside, where prayer was customarily made. Okay, so they went to where people have been praying. People were praying already. Yeah. Watch this. Watch, watch that. Look what they went to be praying. Every time they go and pray. Every time they. And then one day, and they met some women. Mm. 
And Lydia, they preached Lydia. Lydia said, come and stay in my home. So leave the hotel. Come and stay in my home. I'll take care of you. I'll spend on you because I know you are a man of God. So Lydia, and she put pressure on them. She said, if you have found me faithful, please, please come. You should find it a joy to do something for a man of God. Who is doing the work of God. So they went and stayed there. So you can imagine, they went to preach to Lydia in the, at the riverside at the place of prayer. And uh, so they've been going from the house to place of prayer, from the house to place of prayer. And then the verse 16 talks about how there was a girl who had the devil. And this girl was possessed and making money for her masters. Look at the verse 17. In the NIV, it puts it a very interesting way. The girl followed Paul. He said, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting. This man uh, 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 telling you, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse, NIV. It says that she kept this up for many days. So it wasn't one day. She, that means any time they are going to pray, they, ah, there they go. Every time, for many days, they were going to pray, not preaching. Until they, one day, Paul was vexed in his spirit, and he commanded the spirit, come out! And the spirit came out, and they said, ha, ah, you spoil our job. They arrested them, beat them, put them in prison. Look, look at what happened in Macedonia. Put them in prison. And then when they went to prison, they praised and praised, prayed and praised, and the foundation of the prison was shaking. And everybody's chain was lost, loosed. The doors were all open. So the jailer woke up and came, and he realized the doors were open, chains were falling. He knew that the prisoners had escaped. So he took a knife, he took a sword, he wanted to kill himself. Because if a prisoner escapes under your watch, you'll be executed. And he said, instead of they executing, let me execute myself. Took the knife, he was about to execute himself. And Paul said, hey, don't harm yourself, but we are all here. We are all here. We are all here. And then the verse 31 says that, men and brethren, what shall I do? What must I do to be saved? Wow. And then Jesus, they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. So hallelujah. hallelujah. Follow the trend. Follow the event. They went from house to prayer, from house to prayer, from house to prayer until they were arrested for casting out a devil. And the only chief thing they did in um, that place Philippi was going to pray, but it was a normal thing. People were already praying. Secondly, casting out that devil. That's interesting. It looks like a spirit was controlling the territory. Get it, get it, get it. It's like this spirit was controlling the entire territory of Macedonia in that lady. So when they cast out that lady, that demon, it brought them a reaction, boomerang. Reaction. They caught them and beat them, but it was also part, part of the plan. You must know how to rejoice. Why was it part of the plan? Because the jailer was, he was, according to church history, he was the first pastor of the church of Philippi. The jailer. The jailer. So they went to prison for a mission. That's why he didn't say, I'm a Roman, don't beat me. He allowed them, they beat him. And then in prison, they were rejoicing. I told you that joy is the same as happiness. They were crying, but they could rejoice. And they got the man. That's why, that's why if they had not gone there, there's no way you would have gotten the book Philippians. The Philippians was, and in fact, some church um, theologians and scholars believe that the, um, the jailer was the first pastor because he was the main guy, he and his whole house. So, and okay, let me show you something. And the next day, the magistrate said, let them go. He said, no, let them come and 
release us from here. And then when they heard it, they were afraid. And they did they come. They came. They were so afraid that they were Roman. And they came and pleaded with them, please, we are sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine? They imagine said, please, we are sorry. Do you know why? The devil has been cast out. His hold has begun to wane. Wane. The reaction, some of you are born again, the reaction is strong, but wait, just keep going. It will die out. It will die down. Satan will react by his dying. A snake, when you chop the head off, the rest is a rope. But it's a rope, don't worry. They said, they came begging. They were begging those they whipped the night before. The night before, they were begging them. They begged them, please, pleaded with them, and brought them out and asked them, please, leave the city. We don't want trouble. Just go. Just go before the businessmen think that they just leave. And you know what happened? Did they leave? Yes, they did. They left the next day. And they went out of prison, entered Lydia's house where they were living, went to say bye-bye to everybody. And when they had seen their brethren, encouraged them to continue. And the next day, they left. So what did you go to do in Philippi? This, uh, uh, yeah, Philippi. This man of Macedonia who said, come to help us, what was the help they sent? Because for them to leave, they finished their help. Wow. Oh, you see, get that? They, they finished their help. They finished helping them by casting out that demon and getting the house of the jailer saved. Now, when one person is saved, he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You and your household. And as soon as they believed, uh, and the, the Bible said, and they were baptized, he washed their womb in his household. The same hour, he washed their room and then, uh, and Verse 32, verse 32, and then they spoke the word of the Lord to, to him and all, they spoke, they preached the word, and then that's it. Mm. That started the church in Philippi, mm. and they went. So what is the help? We need a church in this town. Yes. The demon must go, church, ah. <laughs> hallelujah! <laughs> Demons must go, church must come. That's exactly what has happened in your family. Yeah. You becoming a Christian, you have brought something of God into your family. Yes. That devil which was at large, radicalizing and vandalizing and butchering things in your family, mm. such, such that there has never been peace in your house. Wow. There has never been one month of peace in your house. Mm. Now you got born again, it's changing. Because you have brought church. You have brought this whole, this Christ thing. This Christ, this Christ thing has entered your family. Ah, I know what some of you are thinking. But our family has been a Christian family. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But you just got born again, right? You just got born again. Yeah, it's just religious. It's just religion. It's not bad in itself, but it was religious. You have met Jesus. And you're now living a church life. How come your uncle, who is supposed to be a pastor, complaining that you are going to church too much? And look at his daughter, who is pregnant. His daughter couldn't even be on fire for Jesus. His son is, is, yeah, like a gangster. Or some are in church, but they are both in the world and in the church. They, they are both in the world and in the church. And you go around them and there's nothing Jesus about them. 
but you have brought a, a new face into the family. Yes. Is somebody learning something out here? Yes. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Joy is a whom having not seen yet ye love. <laughs> First Corinthians 16, 22. He who does not love the Lord Jesus, let him be accursed. If any man does in life, then let him be cursed. But he said, you have not seen him, but you laugh with joy unspeakable, full of glory. So they put you in prison and you can still rejoice. He was put in prison and he wrote to the Philippians. He wrote a letter to the Philippians and he told them, meanwhile, he has written a letter to the Colossians, mm. chapter 1, verse 24, that I rejoice in my sufferings for you. Mm. Now he wrote a letter to the, and these are the, the, the letter of Philippians, it's a prison epistle. Mm. He wrote it when he was in prison. And he was in prison writing to people and telling them, Philippians 4, for rejoice mm. in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Wow. Now, he didn't have a problem with rejoicing, but the people out there, he was rather in prison. He, he, was, oh, he was encouraging those free. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. It's like, you know, those, um, those of you who have a lawn. I know some of you haven't seen some before, but you have a lawn. <laughs> or, you know, those, the, the, the mowers, not the electric one. The electric one, sometimes the, the blade will cut there wire or the cable and destroy it. But the ones that use petrol, you put it and you do, do, what do you do? I don't know if you have done that before. You pull it, but it doesn't start. Or generator, yeah, sometimes. So rejoice, joy is not coming. Again, I say rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Then, hallelujah. So don't say I tried it once, it didn't work. Come on, rejoice. And again, and again, just keep doing it. Then the motor kicks in. The motor of joy. Hallelujah. Are you learning something at all? I went very off. Let me come back to my D's. And then I will end. <laughs> Should I go to my D's? You want to, are you interested in the D's? You know, when David tells you he has this, you should believe it. <laughs> when a David promises you this, you should believe it. So, your doctrine, what you are learning in church. Please, church is supposed to be a joyful atmosphere. But a joyful atmosphere where you learn. We don't come and have dancing and we can have, it's if you have Dancers, singers, but no preaching, it's not, we've not had church. Okay. But if we don't have any of those things and just preaching, we've actually had church. So the, the, the heart of church is their preaching. What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord, you and your household. And when they spoke the word of the Lord to them, is that the, the, the word of the Lord must be spoken. spoken. And so the word of the Lord that is spoken, it is very important to understand that it's not just opinions. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people will share their opinions. That's right. Or as so, 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 the people are find very funny, interesting. 
So long as I'm concerned, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> Maybe you haven't been told that you don't matter. As for me, excuse me. Think before you talk. Think before you talk. Okay, as for me, this is what I believe. Doesn't matter. What you believe doesn't matter. What we are talking about, what is. What the Bible is saying and what you are believing. You went to Yeshua. It's likely you don't even know your father. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but thank God if you are born again, you know the father. As for me, as for me, there's a lot you don't know. Mm. So it's always good. Watch this. I've said this before, but let me repeat it. Truth is not innate. Mm. Truth is not inherent in anybody. Mm. We get to find out. We learn. So when I come and tell you this is my truth, excuse me, I don't have any truth. I, I'm better off telling you this, what the truth of God's word is saying. And then that opens to challenge. You have to check if that is what the word actually said. What if I tell you mine, especially those who say God told me, how would you challenge that? Because you are not there when God was telling him. You are not in the head. So let's stop building a philosophy around your opinion. It won't take you anywhere. So then... You, that's why I taught you how to test prophecies and check these things. The ultimate is God's word. If you don't believe in this, you are not a Christian. Okay. That's it. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm a Christian, but I can't take everything. Yeah, that's, I'm just, as, as it is. This tells me you are not a Christian. Who is a Christian? A Christian is somebody who believes in everything the Bible has said. But there are forces in the Bible. Oh, yeah? You are saying, you are, you are trying to tell you are intelligent and more intelligent. Okay, well, how did you find the fault? You, you, you did the research. You read everything cover to cover and saw the fault. <laughs> or you were told there's fault in it. You, you were told. You see, you see. You, you were told. You were told. You were told by you yourself. YouTube told you. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Social media told. But have you, have you checked yourself? Have you read it and done your personal research? Have you done your personal research? You have a big exaggerated opinion of yourself that you have, you have, I mean, it's, it's, it's inverse out to a purport that the Bible is errors. Where? You, you did that research? You did that? They are finest brains. Who, who, much of, of the culture of Christianity, uh, 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 the West, was built on why? America was founded by great guys who were thinkers, Bible thinkers. Up to now, we, have, no, we don't have their match. And all these others who have come and they say, we don't believe in whatever, we don't believe in that. Look, what have they been able to do? What have they been able to leave humanity apart from mess? So, we, we, you, you need to be a good student of the word of God. So you don't get deceived. Because those who deceive, the false prophet, the Bible said they use deceptive speech. Colossians chapter Two, verse four. They use deceptive words. Mm. So it sounds right. Yeah. But when you, you draw it to its logical conclusion, it's for, yeah. Persuasive words. In first, second Peter chapter two, verse two, 
it says that, um, uh, where is that? Verse three, verse three. Um, deceptive, see, with deceptive, exploit you with deceptive words. So it's important to understand that you must be a master of God's word and give yourself to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So you want to secure, secure your destiny. You better have your doctrine right. Mm-hmm. You have to know your doctrine. Say doctrine. doctrine. Number two, D, diligence. So first D is doctrine. And for doctrine, you have to watch out again for stitches. Number two is diligence. Say diligence. diligence. Say diligence. diligence. Say diligence. diligence. Proverbs says, See a man diligence in his works. He shall stand, he, he shall stand before king. He will not stand before mere men. A man, diligence. Proverbs, I think, chapter 22. Says that. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Seeth a man, see thou a man diligent in his business. Some of us, the problem is. We have business, but you are not diligent in what you are doing. Your destiny will suffer. You are, the reason why you fail exam is because you are not diligent with your studies. It's, it's as plain as that. That's why anytime you come and tell me you have failed, you have just told me how, not, how indiligent you have been. Some of us, we love sleep. You are like someone who has been. <laughs> you are always drowsy. Sedated, that's the word I try to. You are sedated. You can't open your eye fully. But what I'm saying is that diligence, some of us, you know, you have to add a bit of diligence to what you are doing. Sometimes, even your service in church, there must be some diligence. There must be a certain level of diligence. You have to develop the culture of diligence. Other than that, you will be failing. You are on the path of failure without diligence. There's never any success that doesn't come through diligence. No success. How do you get all these people here in church? Because I am diligent. How did you get all those scriptures into your head? An angel injected it when I was asleep. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen like that. I have to study. I give myself to diligence. And the best time to be diligent is even when you are younger. Once you develop the culture of diligence, it takes you to the right. People like the Prime Minister Boris Johnson must be very hardworking. Oh, yeah, you can't be a Prime Minister if you are lazy. No, 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 no. You, even cabinet ministers, ordinary cabinet ministers, they are, they are always tired, hardworking. So some of you, the reason why you don't get there is not because of your race. It's not your race. It's your laziness. No, no, no. I'm not saying everybody is lazy, but those of you who have been lazy, you know I'm talking about you. Bible says that in Proverbs, I think, 24, I went to the field of the lazy man, and it was grown with thorns. Yeah. The lazy man, he will work. Everybody has got a field, but your own is bushy. So it's in the scriptures. I went to the field of the and it's overgrown with thorns. His surface was covered with nettles. Wow. His stone's wall was broken down. The lazy man. You have abilities, but you haven't attended to it. Talent alone is not enough. Perspiration. You have to develop yourself. 
Michael Jackson died not because of his talent. He died because of overexertion. He was working too much. Yeah. This, those guys get tired. They wake and wake and wake and wake and wake. You are talented, but no one will, no one will sign you up because you are lazy. So diligence is a major key to shine in life. As the athletes, like we say both, the way they train is very bad. Most of us can't do it. Nowadays, I just don't want to hear the name of Jim. But I'm very concerned for myself. I'm concerned about myself because I have to, I have to take my sorry self there. I have to do it. I don't like it, but I have to do it. So say diligence. I think, let me add one more. <laughs> Discipline. Discipline. How many, of you know, how many of you know that discipline is a very important key? Yeah. Everybody has an area you have to discipline yourself in. From pastor to the congregation. Every one of us. There's always a bit more to do. So as for discipline, it catches everybody. Tell me you don't, you don't know I'm talking to you. The reason why people end up in shame and trouble is sometimes indiscipline. You say what you're not supposed to say. Can't be talking to your boss like that. You get into trouble. You can't be talking to lecturers like that. You know you're not supposed to be saying that. How can you talk to your mother that way? Because you are, you are very upset. So you had the audacity to speak to your mother like that? An indiscipline, indiscipline, indiscipline. Mercy, Lord. Unruly. For goodness sake. Because whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. That's why it's good I'm teaching some of you this early. Because whatsoever you sow, you will reap it, I'm telling you. You reap it. It's the law of nature, law of life. Well, God is no more. In fact, God is the one who has put the system in place. So it's, you are very privileged to be hearing these things. Jesus said, blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Matthew chapter 13, verse 17. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. For many prophets wanted to hear this. Surely I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see, but did not see and hear what they hear. What did they not hear? The first 16. Look at verse 16. But blessed are your ears, your, sorry, for your eyes, for they see, and your ears for they hear. One translation, for they what you are hearing. The things you are hearing puts you in the category of the blessed. The reason why I don't have major messes in my life it's because I got born again in my teenage years and I gave myself to decent preachers. Listening, listening. And it saved my life. I have a beautiful marriage. I have a peaceful marriage. Have, yeah. So you will do well. You don't say the MMB watching me like a machine gun. It doesn't matter what fights people from your background. It's too late because this thing, this thing, this thing. In Jeremiah, he said, your word is like hammer. It's like hammer. He said, your word is like hammer. It shatters the rock. It's like hammer. When the word of God comes, it doesn't matter the stronghold. The word of God can break it in pieces and set you free. Yeah. It's not your word like fire, says the Lord. And like it's not my word, my word like fire. And like a hammer that breaks 
the rock in Jesus. What kind of rock is it in your family that doesn't want to let you go? Thank God you got yourself exposed to the word of God. It's like hammer. It's like every shackle in your life, every satanic stronghold is being destroyed by the word of God. Shout amen. amen. If I were you, I would shout, I am free three times. So discipline, discipline yourself, time for church, make it, time for lectures, make it. Don't watch pornography all night, then you call in sick. You are free in Jesus' name. So number one D is what doctrine, number two D. Number three, number four, determination. Give up too quickly. Don't let them hit you. Still standing. You wrote the first test and didn't work. Second test and didn't work. Third. Why are you giving up? Frighten. Others wrote it and got it. You have to get it too. There is, uh, is it a, a rhyme or riddle? Try again. When you try the first time, so you don't succeed. Try again. Try again. Try again. Uh-huh. If as first you don't succeed, pick yourself up and try again. And then what else? Try again. That's it. <laughs> one, you know what thing I like about God? God always has a lot of second chances. You blew it, but don't worry. A second chance. Get up again. That's why we can't hold anything permanently against anybody. That's not Christian. You can't. Because God forgives. So pick it, pick yourself up again. You made some serious mess. Pick yourself up, okay? Pick yourself up. Try again. Push yourself. Don't say I tried it. Some of you have tried not to fornicate several times. But always it doesn't you don't succeed. This pornography thing, it has it's like it has come to build a camp in your house. And when the pastor mentions it, you feel, oh God. Oh God, oh God, because last night, the whole night, you couldn't sleep because porn. I'm, I'm more interested in your joy than in your faults. Actually, don't care about your faults, you know. You're a Christian, I'm more interested in your joy. He said, cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Psalm 51 verse nine. And he said, restore unto me the joy of being in church the joy of serving you. you see, if you lose that joy, it is the problem. That's where the problem is. And sin has a way of making you lose confidence. It makes you lose confidence in your work with God. You lose confidence in yourself. And sometimes some people go as far as saying that, I don't think this thing, I can do it. I don't think I am called. Because you compare yourself to this guy, the way he's seated, he's writing notes, you're feeling, no, no, no. And sometimes when we say we should preach, some people, And you're wondering, hey, when can I be this? <laughs> you know, some people, they know how to do their thing. It's like, hey, you feel very far from God when you look at some people. Cheer out, cheer out. All those things, it doesn't mean they are fake, but you know what? It doesn't mean squat. For all you may know, sometimes the one who is doing spiritual taekwondo, you are, 
No, for all you may know, you are even better so long as pursuit of God and genuineness to God is concerned. So don't judge yourself by others. No, judge yourself by Christ. Yes, don't use others to judge yourself. It's not necessary. So it's important to have determination. You need it. You need it. Other than that, you are a failure. How many of you have ever fallen? Oh, really? And you got up? So why are you lying down when you fall in destiny? Failure, you are not a failure because you fell. You are a failure because you failed to rise up after you fell. That's what makes you a failure. So get up. Be determined. Be determined. I will fight. I will push. If others have done it, I can do it. I will push. Sometimes you are tired. But diligence and determination and discipline, I will push. There are people who have lost weight and I was surprised. How did you do it? Yeah. No, that's why you don't receive it. You engage, you engage. Determination. Every one of us needs some determination. You need it. Other than that, you can't you can rise in life. You try businesses, it won't work. You try apply for some schools, they will turn you down. Some jobs, they will turn you down. You don't stop it. Keep going and don't settle for what you didn't plan for. So if they, they, you are trying to go to chief executive level and they keep you at messenger level or uh, uh, whatever, administrative, don't stay there now. Well, I've tried. No, you have to have this stubborn, stubborn determination. A woman came to Jesus, said, a woman came to Jesus, said, heal my, my daughter, Matthew chapter 8, um, uh, chapter 15, verse 28, or no, 826, somewhere there. Matthew, I think Matthew 826. He said, heal my daughter. Jesus said, I can't give the doctors, uh, the children's bread to the dog. The woman said, yet the, the, the dogs, uh, 15 rather, 15, the, yet the dogs, they eat the crumb that for. Jesus said, woman, go beat unto you as you have said. And he said, I've never seen so great faith. Because she was determined to get her testimony. She was determined. She had an aggressive faith. Even the subject of faith requires determination. You try pleasing God once and you you failed. And so you you throw in the towel. You throw in the towel. I won't do it again. I don't think it's for me because I keep sinning. I keep sinning. Who told you others are not sinning? Think you are the only one sinning? You ask the person sitting near you. You'll be shocked. Their own might be even stronger than you. <laughs> but you want to do something with your life in God? Then get up. Get up. Never settle for less. Determina. Fion. Whether fion, sion, kill. Determina fion. After determination, you have discipleship. It's another word for mentorship. You want to get somewhere. Who are you following? Who are you following? Follow the tail light. There's no self-made person. It's, it's passed on. You have to follow what others have done. What you want to achieve others, you want to be a prime minister. There are many people who have been prime ministers before. Read their autobiographies and follow them. Find someone who is into politics. Okay? You want to be a minister, find a minister. You want to be a, an effective Christian. Find someone who is doing well in Christianity. Some of you, the reason why you are dying in privacy is because you don't have somebody you can be open to. It is not healthy. I need to say this. It's one of the things Satan will use against you. 
Yeah, secrecy. I'm not saying go around telling everybody that's with stupidity anyway. Keep yourself. Maintain your dignity. Behave like you're an angel. <laughs> yeah, just walk like when pastor is preaching and everybody's laughing at masturbation, you two laugh. <laughs> and then when you go to an accountable, your accountable person, say it happened again. I just don't know why I'm very upset. Happened again, and they say, no, wow, how could you do that? Bro, how could you do that? We, we, know we want to win souls, we want to win the, how could you do that, bro? Don't be ashamed, be honest and admit. So someone can pull you up. It's important, some of you, especially the ladies, very secretive, very secretive. And that's why the thing is not stopping, it's increasing. Very secret, you don't have any accountability partner. Because you have not surrounded yourself with very solid Christians, that's why. If you surround yourself with solid Christians who understand Christianity, they don't condemn you, and they don't repeat your matter. Yeah. You have people you can, you call a Christian brother, you call a Christian sister, hey, brothers, you don't do it with sisters, sisters, you don't, know. don't, 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 okay. Girls to girls, boys to boys. Don't confide with the opposite sex. Unless, of course, it's your leader, and even that is a, it's quite a sensitive matter that, you know, maybe you went to steal money from Asda and it's troubling you. So you come to your leader and say, I, I, I'm messing up, this is what I've done. That's different. But after that, besides your leader, you need an accountable friend, you know, contemporary, who you can be accountable to. Yeah. It will help you. That's part of discipleship. Other than that, you can short circuit your horizon. Your greatness. You need somebody. Tell them I went to smoke again. Tell them I just, I don't know why I feel so lustful about that guy, about that lady. Don't tell everybody, please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. That is a risky adventure. I'm begging you. But you have to pray for an accountability partner. You have to believe God. And don't do it to an unbeliever. And you start by seeing their spirituality, how much they contribute to your life, what they say, their words, towards, they pull you towards Christ. You check all those things before you start opening up a little bit. Don't go full on, please. Okay. Don't, you, you'll be hurt. You, some, and some of those hurt can go deep. Right. So don't go full on, but build a relationship, build a friendship, see if this person is trustworthy, if she's trustworthy, or if he's trustworthy, you back and forth, just, just gradually, gradually. And then said the other time, this was just mild ones. Before you go to the deep end, some things you, you no, some things you can't tell people. You can't tell people, they, 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 they might not be able to take it. But you must have accountability, please. Discipleship. Say discipleship. discipleship. Am I preaching at all? Yeah. But it's a very long preaching. Because there's faults you cover, is the, it's called secret faults. David prayed, he said, deliver me from secret faults. Yeah. He prayed the prayer, he said, oh Lord, deliver me from, in the book of Psalms, put it on the screen, deliver me from secret faults, Psalm 19 verse 12. Who can understand his error? Cleanse thou me from what? Secret faults. Hey! You know I'm talking about you now. Your secret faults. That's what is eating you up. 
and it is interfering and interrupting with your potential breakthroughs that God was bringing to you. The angel was coming with the package. Like Moses, he went to God and he brought um, the Ten Commandments. When he got there, he saw they were worshipping idol. He dropped the tongue. He was bringing it, but he dropped it. He broke it. Your angel was, is bringing your miracle. And then, oh! Their secret fault again. The angel said, oh no. Oh no, God. I, hey God, I, I'm afraid of this girl. I'm afraid of this boy. He runs, he runs, he runs away because you are scary in the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, you look like a caricature. <laughs> because of the secret fault. I like the way it's quiet. <laughs> but it, God can, it can cleanse us from it. In 1 John chapter, chapter 1, verse 7 and 9, it talks about if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive. And the blood of Christ is, is a, cleanses us from, you see? But if we walk in, uh, um, we have fellowship with the blood. No, that's verse 9, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. Did you see that? and cleanse us from all so it can clean us from secret fault but don't cover it don't keep it Satan will use it Satan is just looking for a handle why do you give him one in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 said don't give the devil a footstool 27 sorry don't give the devil a footstool in other words don't give him a place to put his foot but that thing you are covering up and you are hiding, that secret force is giving Satan a, land, a launching pad or landing ground, a platform to operate in your life. So you have to, you have to deal with it. Tell somebody, we got to deal with secret thoughts. And the last one, the last D. Last D is dedication. Dedication. You must be dedicated to something, please. Something that necessarily will not give you money. You are not gaining money from it, but you are dedicated. Dedication is the spice of life. Most people are only dedicated to their job, which is income-based. But genuine dedication is commit. It's the cause of life. It's like you are giving something to life. Giving something to life. And usually it's always better to do it in God. So dedication. Be dedicated. There's some of us, your dedication is weak. One of my advantages over most of you here is I'm deadly committed. My dedication is a deadly committed a dedication. I'm very committed to the things of God. Wow. Yeah. wow. KP2. Is here because of somebody's dedication. Yes. Listen, life works because someone make, is making it work. What are you going to make work? And for that reason, you think you are entitled to the benefits of life. And sometimes these, these people begin to envy pastors and they talk negatively about pastors because of the way people celebrate them. Dedication. Dedication. I'm not looking for what I'll gain. I'm just eager to give and give and give and give. And give. He said, I will spend and be spent. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15 or something like that. 
said, I will spend and be spent. I'm being spent. Paul puts it this way. I'm being poured out as a drink offering. Yeah. Dedication. Someone say dedication. Dedication. Wow, today's been the longest preaching. I thought today was going to be the shortest one. So that's six Ds and a C. But the C actually I've made it a D. It's called Destiny Company. So it's a D. Destiny Company. Who is your destiny company? Acts chapter 27, verse 24. Let's already out from the screen. Say, do not be afraid. Paul, where are you going? Where must you be brought? So you can't drown in the sea. But you are going to Caesar. But the good news is because you are going to Caesar, that all those who are in your company are granted immunity. Safe passage. I don't know who your destiny company is. Some people came around KP2, their lives have changed. And it's not going to stop. It's going to get from glory to glory. So the devil will find a way of offending you away. Pulling you away to get out so that he can get in. Your company. Sometimes by virtue of whose company you are in, some things can't happen to you. This is a typical, that scripture is a typical example. By virtue of being in Paul's company, you can't die in the high seas. We can't die in the high seas. The pandemic came. It didn't hit our members. Mm. Minor, minor, minor infection. Mm. So nobody was struggling, battling for his life. No under this watch. It doesn't happen to us. Whose company are you in? Give respect to some companies. Mm. Even if you are offended, keep your head there for your own health and safety. Mm. Don't dissociate yourself. If Lot had stayed with Abraham, he wouldn't have been captured. And if he had stayed with Abraham, he wouldn't have gone to Sodom and Gomorrah for angels to come and rescue him to the extent that they had to yank him out, hold the hand and snatch him out of that place. He lost everything. The wife said, oh, we can't lose this. This is all our lives. Our lives said, we can't lose this. They said, don't look back. Don't look, keep going. The wife was attached to the things. She turned back and became a pillar of salt. But if they had stayed with Abraham, they would have still had their prosperity. In Genesis chapter 13, the Bible said Abraham was blessed, and Lot also who went with him was blessed. Yeah. So the blessing was on Abraham, but his company, because God didn't call Saul, he called, sorry, Lot, he called Abraham, but Lot went with him, and Lot was also blessed. Genesis chapter 13, Abraham was greatly blessed. He had possession, and Lot, the Bible said, and Lot also. Wow. Why? Because he went with Abraham. Mm. Whose destiny company are you staying in? The, the devil will tell you you don't need all these things. Uh, when you start backsliding, that's where it starts from. You think you don't need, Until you get to the high seas of life, which by which time is too late. Because you have already sailed. It's too late. Some things you hit, you can't do. You, there's no return. 
Destiny Company. Destiny Company. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.